Hi, this is Kickoff Labs on Growth. I'm Josh Ledgard, and in this podcast, we're going to share advice on growing sustainable businesses through the stories of our customers and our team as we learn and grow together. In this episode, I interviewed a founder who cut his teeth marketing for HelloFresh as just their fifth employee in the United Kingdom in 2012. You learn how much they had to iterate on their product and how they made their pre-launch on Kickoff Labs such a huge success, gathering over 18,000 emails with a conversion rate over 50% and a viral boost of 65%. And at the time I'm recording this introduction, they've passed their Kickstarter funding goal in the first 48 hours. All this for their version of a product you'll use every day. Remember, if you enjoy this episode, write us a review in the podcast listening app of your choice and send any feedback to josh at kickofflabs.com. All right, we are live. I'm talking today to Freddie Ward from Wild Cosmetics, and their latest product is uh, Wild Dio or Wild uh, Deodorant, I guess, and the uh, website for that is www.wilddo.com. And you guys uh, recently wrapped up a successful uh, campaign on Kickoff Labs where you were gathering a lot of email addresses. Um, do you mind if I share um, a couple rough stats um, about uh, what you guys accomplished to give people an idea of success ahead of time? Yeah, go for it. Cool. So what I, when I looked up your campaign, I, was, I always look at like top recent campaigns. Um, the two things that stuck out for me is one, you guys had a tremendous conversion rate. So your conversion rate of visitors converting into leads was around 58%. Um, you got over 15,000 leads and you had a viral boost of 65%, which means that about over half of the leads coming in to your campaign were, were referred from friends. And we'll get into uh, what you guys did to drive that percentage of referrals and the word of mouth marketing that happened. Um, but those are all uh, tremendous numbers, which leads me to believe that you guys did a great job marketing, which I want to get into, and a great job finding, uh, finding your audience uh, for this product. So uh, let's get into it. Uh, first of all, thanks for being on the podcast today. <laughs> no worries. Thanks a lot for having us. Uh, I'd love to know a little bit about your background and what led you to this point, you know, the idea of starting this company. So what kind of background do you have and, you know, how'd you come up with this idea as, as the product you wanted to pursue? Yes. Yeah, so, um, I'm very much from a kind of startup background and my startup journey started with a company called HelloFresh, which is a recipe box delivery service. Um, and uh, I joined uh, that company back in um, late 2012, um, where there were five of us in the UK. Um, and um, over the next six years, we'd go from a, a small startup to, um, to kind of IPO, um, which was a, an incredible journey and a, an amazing learning curve. Um, and, um, you know, I saw all the different stages and different elements of, of kind of a growth company, um, and really fell in love with the direct consumer space and, um, all the exciting things you can, you can kind of do with marketing and building a brand. Um, so, um, I left HelloFresh in December and wanted to, to kind of translate those learnings and, um, those kind of interests into into my own kind of project and business having got a, a real taste for it um and 
I think one area we were um, were really excited about was the the kind of natural cosmetic space. Um, we're inspired by a lot of great businesses out in America, and we felt that um, certainly in the UK and Europe. Um, this category was kind of lagging behind in terms of a lot of these, a lot of the brands are a bit stale, a bit dated and um, not really delivering for the consumer either on efficacy or sustainability. So we set out to, to create Wild, where we wanted to create, um, to begin with, a deodorant that works just like your normal deodorant, um, except it's kind of not using any of the aluminium, paraben, sulfates that you'd find in a typical antiperspirant. Yep. And, um, but, but the routine, you know, we found there's a lot of kind of creams and things that you have to, to do funny routines and that kind of thing with. Um, and it was really important to us that we would start out, um, by, by replicating the same experience. So the consumer isn't making any kind of sacrifices or having to do anything that's a bit, bit kind of strange. Um, so and, hold, hold on yeah. for, for, for a second. Let me back up. Um, so you were, I mean, that's a, in, you said it, an incredible journey. And I, that's exactly what I was thinking when you said it um, about being employee number five at HelloFresh. What was your role at HelloFresh through, uh, throughout this? Um, so I was, uh, yeah, I was in the UK team there and um, I joined as the first kind of marketing, I suppose, sales hire. So my first year wasn't that glamorous. I, I spent the whole first year going to events every weekend, um, persuading people to sign up to this random concept called recipe boxes that didn't really exist back yeah, then. Yeah, in 2012, you had to have gotten a lot of people looking at you like, why would I do this? <laughs> yeah, what what are these like food in boxes? Like that's that sounds pretty weird. Um, yeah, but what a, what a great way to cut cut your teeth on like sales at this point though, because you've got to overcome so many customer objections. It gives you a great uh, probably gave you a great background for coming into another space where you were also going to have to come up with uh, answering a whole bunch of customer objections. It, what I learned very early on is like it's so important to understand the consumer needs and what they're kind of looking for. And there's no better way to do that than going out and talking to people and having to kind of sell the product. So I think that was that was kind of great. And then as the company kind of developed, um, they sort of gave me the chance to, to sort of step up. And um, I ended up kind of running the the UK marketing function, um, so covering kind of brand performance and CRM. Um, and um, yeah, towards the end, it was a lot less about telling people about this category. It was it was more about making sure you continue to be the the number one brand, um, both in the UK and and globally, which was uh, which was an, another fun but very different challenge to to when I started. So we'll get into the online marketing that you've done for uh, for Wild uh, in a minute. But what um, did you take sort of that to the streets mentality? Have you done uh, that kind of marketing for uh, for your current product? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think um, I've tried to to get out there with the samples and um, products we've been using. I think we're on our thirtieth iteration before we've launched, um, and um, you know, it's included me having like rashes and problems with the product and so we, we've had to work really hard at getting it right and it's it's really not easy in in deodorant and i've used a lot of kind of feedback and going into offices and um really working on my pitch um mm -hmm. you know whether it's sort of having having dinner or um talking to friends i'm always trying to sell and kind of judge judge their reaction a little bit and 
and kind of a lot of that learning goes into how we then develop our kind of marketing strategy for um, for, for for launch. So I was going to say, I was going to ask if you had uh, what sort of failures you had leading up to this point, but it sounds like you've had kind of 29 failures that didn't work so well um, testing the product up to this point, including uh, including things that have caused rashes before you got yeah. to a winning product. Yeah, I mean, we're failing every day at the moment. Um, and I think that's, um, uh, that's, that's, that's the kind of, you've got to embrace that as a startup. And as long as you're learning from that, um, and you're you're kind of um, iterating, and you kind of really keeping your finger on the pulse, and doing everything you can to to get better. That's that's great. But with with limited budgets and coming into a new category, um, you know you, you've got to not fear making mistakes. You just got to learn really quickly um, mm-hmm. to um, to kind of um, drive that. Cool. So let's talk about the online marketing that you guys have done for a while so far. So. Um, were you doing anything before you launched the Kickoff Labs campaign online? So I think we started um, by sort of seeding some content on our key social channels. So I think this is, you know, designed to be an Instagram friendly, Facebook uh, friendly um, brand. Um, so we, we started to, to kind of cultivate and work on those communities um, and then kind of alongside that. Um, once we had a small core audience, um, we kind of knew we needed to try and get more from them. And so how, how small was the, this core audience? So you're building your own networks online, like your own Instagram channel, your own Facebook page. You're kind of growing those. And when you say you built small communities, what does small mean to you? So um, you're looking at like 500 to 1,000 kind of followers on okay. those kind of um, on those platforms um and um kind of building those those kind of connections and then it's like right how now we've got that kind of first critical mass and that that sort of um initial traction how do so we... how did you build those connections so I'm, I'm looking at this and saying you know you've got if you've got a, to get a thousand instagram followers like how did you as a brand manage to get a thousand instagram followers so i think it's you know number one create create good content um, and, um, you know, using a lot of our, our own networks really to begin with. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, we paid a little, played a little bit with some, some ads, um, Mm -hmm. just to, just to kind of get us started, get that momentum. And then, you know, I think it's just about reading all the best practice out there. So posting, you know, on a daily basis, posting interesting content, diverse content, not Mm -hmm. just, not just your brand and your product, but the wider, um, movements or things that your your um, customer base is going to be interested in. And so you, you, may, become, you may be talking about, in your case, you may be making posts about maybe other natural cosmetic brands, um, maybe not your own, but sort of other places in the same space or other, other folks in the same space. It, it, exactly. And any articles, you know, from newspapers or whatever that is um, covering topics that we know people are going to kind of be interested in, and mm. and really, you know, I think what consumers want from modern day brands is that they're they're useful, that they're providing useful, relevant content, and that they understand them. So that's where our real focus is: understanding who our customer is and what they want from our our kind of social channels, and kind of building from there. Mm-hmm. So now let's talk about uh, Kickoff Labs. So how did you hear about using Kickoff Labs for your launch? So we we did a lot of kind of research. Um, into um, you know how we could 
grow this business and um, and kind of move from that embryonic stage into to something a big bigger, big bit bigger. Um, I'm very familiar with Harry's and um, mm-hmm. you know their very successful launch campaign a couple of years ago now, um, and you know I've always wanted to to kind of try doing something similar because I think it's mm-hmm. uh, a really interesting kind of dynamic um, mm-hmm. and, and made, made a lot of sense from a kind of marketing perspective and particularly what I learned about referral and the power of that at, at HelloFresh. And, yep. you know, we did some, did some research on um, what the, um, what technology could, could kind of help us, you know, mm-hmm. again, there's just two of us in the business at the moment. So it's, it's all hands on deck. Um, and, you know, I think, um, became quite clear that kickoff lads could really help us automate a lot of the, the hard work and really focus on delivering the results, um, which, which has been great. Yeah, absolutely. So you had a really simple landing page. I mean, looking at the page that was on kickoff labs at the time and I love the tagline. It just says, um, you know, you've got your brand, which is wild. And then it just says, nature's got you covered. There's some images, your hero shot images to the right of that, um, that look like, you know, I, I can sort of tell they're, they're, they're sticks uh, or, or a deodorant, like it's got that look to it. Um, and then you're simply, your pitch is simply be the first to hear of exclusive launch offers and enter our referral competition to claim free deodorant re- rewards. Um, and then you've got the fine print about the, the contest. But basically you're saying like, here's a tagline, you know, we've got you covered. And then here's a reason to join right away, which is be the first to hear and enter our competition for rewards. So you're sort of hinting that there's more once people, once people go in, there's not a lot of, you know, uh, lengthy detail on this page. There's not a lot of, you know, extra product shots. There's not model shots. Um, did you test this and how did you come up with saying we just wanted it to be really simple? So, so we tried a few different things on ads, paid ads before. Mm-hmm. So we tested copy and we tested images. Um, and very similar to my learnings at HelloFresh, really, you realize that when people don't know who you are, it's really important that they kind of instantly, when they see a bit of advertising, they, they understand what you're trying to do. So, um, you know, I think a lot of people make the mistake where they go for these kind of campaigns that brands like Apple can get away with where it's very sort of um, design led. And um, I suppose you, you, you kind of only get it because they're spending so much money on these things. And I think as a, as a kind of new entrance, you've just got to be really clear, have a real clear, concise call to action. And that's kind of critical to, to, to driving success of a campaign, I think. Well, and how did you drive the seed traffic to this campaign? So how did you drive sort of that initial other half of the traffic that wasn't the referral traffic to the campaign? So, you know, that, that starts with, with I said, with the audiences we've built on on social and then we're through our, our kind of networks, really. Um, we're, we're kind of driving that. And um, then also we, um, again, did a bit of testing on Facebook and I think cost per lead was at something like 20p um a lead which is um i think quite a quite a good metric for us so we um we, we kind of invested a little bit in um in just building that small core audience um to to get the initial um group and then you know we, we kind of let kickoff labs do its do its magic cool and you've got on, on now when people after they've entered and you take them to your uh, referral page, the you know the contest promotion page. Um, I love how 
the message here is also really simple. It's really bright. It's a clean look. You've got sort of the natural like lemons and limes, um, a big product shot again that says wild. Um, and it just simply says invite friends and earn free deodorant. Uh, and then I love the on-brand message, not sharing stinks. Don't be shy. Tell your friends about us and earn uh, free wild products uh, with every friend that joins. Um, and then as you were giving away stuff, you've says, you know, uh, five people, you'd say free travel deodorant at 10, you get a full regular, uh, stick, I guess. And then, uh, you rewards go up from there to like free, you know, free, free t-shirt, free deodorant trio pack and a free year's subscription, um, to, to, uh, to the deodorant. So, um, how, how did you decide what you wanted to give away? Like these reward levels, people often ask us like, what's too much, what's too little, like, how do I know what the right thing to give away is? How did you decide on these rewards? So uh, again, what we tried to do is attribute a value to a lead. So like mm -hmm. how much are we willing to pay for a lead? And it doesn't, I'm agnostic how I get that, whether it's through um, Facebook, whether it's through kickoff labs, whether it's through, mm -hmm. Um, you know, whatever. And we probably model out a scenario, um, what we did in this case, modeled out a scenario where um, we kind of had a worst case, well, a commercial scenario where lots of people were, were kind of doing the five or 10 and what that, that kind of cost implication would, would, would kind of be to us. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we just knew that it was going to be really valuable to be able mm -hmm. to, you know, you get 90% of your value from, 10 percent of your audience so yep. you really need to um focus in on that 10 percent and push them to, mm -hmm. to to build out that, that kind of network and that's what's that's kind of what's so great about this that you really focus on your your high quality referrers and mm -hmm. get them going forth and multiplying um and that really set us up really set us up for success and we um you know we had um, you know, actually exceeded our expectations in terms of how much it cost us per lead. It was, in the end, um, you know, very, very cost effective in comparison with, with anything else we kind of tried just because of the sheer virality that mm -hmm. we experienced. So what, um, so you guys ran the campaign. It looks like it ran for about three weeks um, and it was still going strong. You were having in the last week, it still had a 30%, 30, 40% conversion rate. Did you have a number in mind where you said, we're going to cut it off? Was it date focused or when did you decide to cut off the campaign and say, okay, this is enough. We feel confident that we want to launch the actual site and the store. Um, we, we kind of had dates in mind when we set things up. And I think if you, if you let it drag on too long, then people lose interest. Um, it can be a bit confusing for customers and, you know, you probably take your eye off the ball. So I think it's quite important to focus on a short period of time and really push it. And then, um, you know, for a, for a kind of launch, um, strategy, uh, and then to kind of move on to the next phase. I think also once you've built those leads, that's the kind of first step, right? And mm -hmm. if you don't communicate with them, if you don't start interacting with them and have something for them to buy relatively soon, then mm -hmm. you, that, that audience is going to degrade quite quickly. So I, th I think it's really important that you're able to follow up and um, capture the value and capture their interest when they've signed up to you. And to do that, you, you need to not let the campaign go on for, for too long when you're, when you're thinking about launch. So over the, the course of the campaign, what was the best part about using Kickoff Labs and the tools that we provided for you guys? 
I, I just um, you know it's very easy to design it's very um, easy to kind of follow and it just took all the hassle out of having to to kind of worry about things um, and it's great that you verify the leads in the back end of the system and you know the analytics and data reporting was was super useful as well so um, you know for me it was you know with the cost it's a no-brainer to use um, to use kickoff labs for these types of campaigns and so I see when I, I sometimes ask like what's next it looks like uh, this is a, these are pretty exciting days for you because it looks like maybe yesterday you guys launched the actual uh, the Kickstarter campaign so you've entered the pre-order phase Yes, yeah, so um, we're up and running. Um, it, we launched uh, at midday today, so um, I think we um, are close to, to overfunding. Hopefully, in the first twenty-four hours, which would be um, which would be a, which would be a great start, and definitely a lot of um, down to having a good audience for us to kind of nurture from. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, then we have big ambitions to to kind of go and properly disrupt this market, which is which is really exciting. So I, I saw hints on the referral page. Are you guys going to be, pu- is it purely a subscription play or is it uh, like, like HelloFresh or is it also you're selling individual packs uh, directly to customers when you launch? Um, they can they can buy either or. So it's, um, people can uh, use our subscription functionality if they find that convenient and they don't want to have to think about it. But they can also buy one-off products on the um, on the site as well. And I gotta say, I feel like personally, I mean, this is anecdotal evidence, and you, you probably hear you know opinions like this all the time. But you guys are entering a space where I think it's you, you're kind of wide open for a company like yours to really disrupt what's going on with kind of mainstream uh, cosmetics and, and beauty products. So I mean. A group of people, I, I go to a, a gym and a group of people like there, they're just always like cycling through these different natural products, trying to find one that works for them. And nobody has ever found like, oh, everybody should use this. It's all like, well, I tried this, but then there's this issue. I tried this, but then there's this issue. And nobody has really like nailed it, but people have an open mind and they want to find an alternative to the to the bigger name brands. They want to find a natural solution um, but you know they're really seeking something. So I think you've really tapped on that concept of, of you know, uh, as you say on the Kickstarter thing, a natural deodorant that actually works. Because I think people care about this. They care about the planet. They care about like their health. They care about not having all the additives. And they're just looking for someone to say to guide them and say this this is what you know, this is the great solution. And um, anyway, that that's my long way of saying like I think you guys have stumbled uh, or stumbled or discovered or did your research to find a good uh, a good market space yeah I mean I think this is an incredibly exciting category where consumers are just like they're seeking out brands that can be more personalized and have greater transparency and they're willing to to pay a bit more to 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 have those relationships and that's what's so exciting from a marketing perspective if we can really understand our customers really build a, a product based on feedback and you know it's another great advantage that people often forget about direct consumer you you have a uh, you know no inter no um no disruption to your data and your understanding of those customers so you can really use data and insights to guide you and drive you and always improve on on what you're doing and that's what's kind of most exciting for us that once we get that core group of customers um where we take this is it's pretty open and um, i'd say there are 
not many categories as exciting as this, um, uh, certainly that I've seen in the, in the last 12 to 18 months. And what advice do you have for people that have similar goals? Maybe they're 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 working on you know a a, um, a lip gloss or working on some other natural product in the in the beauty or fashion uh, space that has a physical good to it. So, what advice do you have for people with similar goals? Aside from don't compete yeah. with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think the um, the big thing is um, you know don't don't be afraid to fail. <laughs> um, and just make sure that you build some time into your into your kind of plans and your launch that you you have times to experiment and and figure things out and you're not putting that that kind of really hard pressure on on a kind of set timeline until you're you're really confident with your your product and you've got something strong in the market and then um, listen to customers get feedback really understand who they are and um, and then kind of tailor your brand and your content to um, to meet their needs. And um, you know, if you can be useful and valuable and have a great product, then it's you know there's there's exciting opportunities out there. All right, now we've entered sort of my uh, one of my favorite parts is just going quickly through five questions, the fast five questions. So, how do you personally get in the work zone to get things accomplished? Um, for me, um, it's been important to, um, be in a co-working space. So it's getting out, getting out of the house. Um, I like to get up early. Um, I kind of jog into work. So I take a little bit of exercise, um, and, um, you know, kind of in and getting ahead of my day, um, at the start of it is, is, is kind of my main getting that routine. I'm a very routine driven person. And once I'm in that routine, I can be most productive. Great. Favorite vacation destination? Um, that's uh, the west coast of Scotland. So um, it may not sound very exotic, but it's one of the most beautiful places in the world and um, not too um, not too touristy. So, yeah. Just sort of escape in, in rolling green hills. I'm trying to picture this. <laughs> it's 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 like um, it's kind of like the Caribbean without sun. I <laughs> <laughs> the Caribbean without sunshine. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It's like cold and raining, but it's beautiful beaches and um, uh, and just a really lovely place to go and hang out and uh, decompress. Uh, your favorite podcast? People should listen to. Um, my favorite podcast. Um, so I'm a big fan of um, my dad wrote a porno. Okay. What's that um, about? So um, it's a, a podcast very popular in, in the UK where um, someone's reading a book written by their dad um, that was like a soft porn um, <laughs> kind of podcast. Um, but it's very, very funny um, and definitely one to recommend. Cool. Something new you've learned in the last year? Something new I've learned in the last year. Um I think I'm kind of relearning a lot at the moment. I was saying to someone having been in management at HelloFresh for a couple of years, it's um, it's weird getting back into it. But um, I've, I've been learning a lot around um, press and um, how to um, interact and build my, my kind of PR connections um, in the space at the moment, which has been super interesting. 
and someone you look up to personal or business wise um someone i look up to um in terms of um let me have a think on on um that front so i'm <laughs> a big fan of my um first ever boss actually he's a guy called ed boys who runs um hello fresh out in in america and mm-hmm. um i've learned a huge amount from him um over the years and he's been a you know big part of inspiring me to go and set up my own business that's right i love when uh when people are look at look at employees and you say and he's probably this kind of person right who looks at an employee and says like you know i can help you get to the next level that you want to be at and inspire you even if that means leaving you know your current team or not even your current team but your whole company and starting your own business like i love uh somebody's looking out for you that way it's rare to find those people yeah definitely and i think you know in the startup world um the you know people you um you kind of um who are impacting you and, and in control a lot of your trajectory particularly in such a small business where there's no um kind of formal process or setups um that's the most important thing i think for your personal development and growth and um yeah well, I want to thank you for being here today. I know that uh, I learned a few things throughout this interview, and I know people listening uh, will definitely take away a lot of great tidbits about running a great uh, pre-launch campaign and building a Kickstarter audience. You guys are absolutely going to crush the school uh, throughout your Kickstarter campaign. I'm sitting here watching. I just saw it cha-ching up again as I was watching it. <laughs> so somebody else uh, joined as a backer, and, and uh, you've got a, you know, a few more hours in the first 24 uh, this podcast will post uh, before the Kickstarter campaign is live, so you can find uh, Wild's Natural Deodorant on Kickstarter, and they're also at uh, www.wilddeo.com. And at those two locations, you can find more information about the product, how to pre-order it, um, and uh, I wish you the best of luck going forward. Thanks a lot, and we uh, yeah really appreciate, appreciate um, being asked to feature. <laughs>